The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Give consent, I guess. Now, Wait, what? I don't think. No, not this time. I didn't ask. Oh no! Oh no! no. Oh, this no. is the first time. <laughs> I have to consent. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, welcome back, you? everyone. Welcome. As you're watching this, uh, we have overcome the technical difficulties to an extent for all of you of your uh, for your viewing pleasure because. No, we went a week without running Dungeons and Dragons. Interestingly enough, it was still a fun episode as we were able to roll for wisdom and talk uh, D&D origins with Finks and Azoth and uh, more so find out where Tony and Mark's interest of Dungeons and Dragons and their gaming uh, interest kind of spawned and grew. But I heard the pleas. We heard the cries. There were uh, mass riots in the in the absence of our weekly Dungeons and Dragons campaign. And we're sorry, the Fabala Five, unfortunately can't always meet at once. You know, even sometimes uh, Megazord's got to roll on without all, without all five. But thank you so much, everyone, for hanging in with us and tuning in on our Twitch at Podcasters underscore or on our Facebook, Podcasters, Tabletop Gaming, or even our YouTube, uh, which you... If you are watching either of those, please hit subscribe, like, follow, all of the above, as well as check us out on our link tree, which is in the descriptions on our social media, as well as below in the YouTube uh, summary box. So please make sure to check those out, follow us, and subscribe. Before we get into the episode, I also want to let everyone know uh, to that we do have our sponsor, DZT Industries. Check them out on Instagram at DZT underscore industries and Facebook at DZT Industries. Tabletop Gaming is a local Western New York gaming company uh, getting ready to release their first game called Kaiman. Take it as a mix of war gaming like for, uh, Warhammer 40K or Warhammer Age of Sigmar, meeting Pokemon, Bakugan, Yu Gi Oh!, those anime man genre games. Uh, with you and another player battling with your respective Kaimons. Uh, each of the monsters have a series of attacks that are able to be determined and called out via a six-die system. Uh, if you call your attacks suc- successfully and roll the number or higher, you execute that attack, possibly rolling a crit and doing additional damage and features. It's a very fun, competitive uh, entertaining, if I, if I could describe it best. It's a very entertaining game that's lighthearted and fun, but yet can be strategic with terrain giving advantages and disadvantages. So check them out. Make sure to hit like, follow, and subscribe for them, and let them know that the guys over at Podcasters sent you. So that's pretty good. I had that written down, kind of locked in. That was a good, good ad roll. This would be a great day. I went two weeks without D&D. I haven't been playing on the side with my friends. Like, y'all can't make me go through withdrawal like this again. It wasn't okay. And uh, I'm really excited because last we, le- last we left off, let me get some water. <clears throat> Our players followed them, the mist and, the tra- and a trail through a woods to a village of Barovia. 
I know I wish we'd had like a live audience that could react more respectfully, but I mean, you guys are all muted, not by me. I don't know why that, how, how or why that happened. I mean, but whatever. It's ah. <laughs> ah. great. Um, but they had made their way from a desert following the mists into the land of Barovia, which we all uh, that do play D, uh, do play Dungeons and Dragons and are familiar with the name and location have heard of the infamous Curse of Strahd campaign coming out uh, that came out for a fifth edition. Uh, it's an old uh, OG campaign and uh, adventure from Dungeons and Dragons back in the early days. And I love the campaign that was written for this edition uh, as a new new dungeon master in uh, this game is a fun campaign to run. I don't recommend it to be uh, first-time campaigns. Maybe that's just my experience, but Fabala 5 has come into their own as a party, and I felt it was time that they face the lands and face my spin on Curse of Strahd. So, a little bit more specifically, when we did last leave off, the Fibala 5 had ventured through a horror-described woods that was surrounded by a thick white blanket of mist. Uh, when Finks tried to venture forth to find a crown of sorts, which vanished into the mist itself, he was choked on the poisonous gas and suffered a point of exhaustion, which does suck. Remus saw figures and eyes almost in the mist kind of reach out and pull. Definitely signifying that they're in a new lands. As our favorite tiefling does have his inner turmoil of what plane of existence he is on and as if, and if he is awake, they party made their way to a palisaded town with large wooden spikes, the closed gate. That through some charming and lucky charisma checks, they found their way into. I don't remember the two guards' names, so we're going to say that their names were Anton and Falcon, which I believe that they were. Can't find my notes from last week, two weeks ago. We'll pick up from there. It is 9 p.m. roughly, gauge on the night scale clock. Every step you take into this town, there's a... What are you guys doing? Do we want to try to find some place to rest? I'm sure this place has an inn or something somewhere. Tavern or something along those lines. It was uh, it was raining, right? Oh, it's raining. Uh, Thinks yeah. is going to Thunder. the first, first open door he finds. First, like open looking establishment not a establishment house. or door establishment okay make investigation check with disadvantage um does it investigation check you do oh. have dark vision little do you know i already have uh disadvantage because i'm exhausted oh, uh man. that is a non-natural one of course losing the natural 20 you uh in a crack of lightning <laughs> thunder ripples through the air you get a bit frightful in Bump back into a 
perhaps a, a place of establishment, but the door is closed. You can't get a good description on what the building looks like, but it is a um, lack of term standard one story building. Does maybe it's an establishment, maybe it's a home, but the door is okay. closed. You see the handle is just above your head within Open. reach. Open. It is, I'll say, uh, you guys walked off of and uh, from the gate. Have you guys kind of walked on the path? Because if not, I'll say you're roughly 10 feet from a guard. Um, so re- real quick, we, we haven't done much city exploring recently. Um, part of Fink's background is he's got the city secrets av- uh, ability, <clears throat> which basically anything urban, he can get there in, in half the time because he kind of goes through alleys and kind of back ways. Okay. So I'm assuming I wouldn't be going through the main road if he thought there was a quicker way around. Okay, I'll say for him uh, navigating through a city, he can scope out being familiar, uh, being used to and familiar with slipping in and out of the back alleyways. He's able to identify a shop from a distance two, three blocks out, and he can retain the mental knowledge of how to get there from doing the back alley traveling. Okay. So I'll say I'll give you uh, half the, you're not, you have the half, half speed to get to it as well as just like standard survival checks in the city. I'll okay. give you. All, All right. right. So, that's a 16 so how far off of like from the guards have you guys walked? Would you have walked before you start to bump into a house? Because depending on your distance from those guards, that can be different. I imagine we probably would have, <clears throat> we would have tried to get out of the view of the, guard, of the guards. I can't talk. Jesus. All right. Try to get out of view of the guards. Yeah. Yeah. Says so you guys are all walking. 20, 30 feet up the road. The guards have begun uh, bickering with themselves as you're... <laughs> the door slams shut. You hear... Azoth, make a perception check. And I'll say Howard, too. If you're keeping an eye to kind of make sure that you're, eye, you're out of earshot of where the guards are. Seeing F- uh, Fink's bump, back, bump his back up into a uh, thatched building. Three? 21. Oh, 21. Oh. Uh, 13. Azoth, you hear off in the far distance, I, oh, hello, almost like a yiping, yelping of like dogs of sorts, possibly. Kind of coming up to the edge of the gate and kind of surrounding part out to the front of the village. Okay. Just animals are out and about afoot. Finks. Bump your, yourself back, believing you're out of eye shot or uh, visual distance of the guards. You look up and you he- see a door handle, and as you go to twist it, you it begins uh, to stop a little bit, locked in motion. You all see Finks trying to just open the door of a thatched-looking home with a chimney, a little bit of smoke. Is there like an awning over top of me at the doorway? No. Yeah. Okay. I'll go somewhere else. You go what? I'm gonna go look for something else then. Okay. What else are you guys looking for specifically? Someplace all... dry. Someplace dry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is there like a um? Is there? Does there seem to be like a uh, a tavern or an inn or a common like gathering place where there maybe is a 
a warmer glow of a light coming from or some hustle and bustle? Make a perception check. Uh, 10. You see down the road and where's my map? As you walk in, you see, uh, as you begin walking another 50 yards or so, just kind of wandering, looking around, uh, you, uh, there's a building to your right at the next, uh, what it looks like to be like almost like a town square, as you see a horse uh, being ridden by someone that kind of passes by a street, and <clears throat> there are a few town individual folks that are outside of a building laughing and kind of clanking drinks together. Um, let's see. It's, it's about a block down. Can't really get much to much visual description on the building, but you can hear some kind of laughter and you see uh, the two people kind of what look to be holding drinks or mugs outside underneath an awning. Thanks. How about there? I'm already on my way. Already on your way? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got the exhaustion, so I'm kind of like delirious, and I don't like water, so <laughs> making my way quick. As you, uh, let me see if I get a visual on this. As you walk up, there's a Tudor-looking building with stone working uh, as a foundation with that white plastery-looking cement-looking wall texture. So old, thick, rotted-looking wooden crossbeams coming up over through the windows. There is a wooden uh, awning that's kind of built out covering the door on the entrance. There's a single shaft of light that thrusts illumination into the main square as you come running up between two buildings, seeing what looks to be a tavern of sort. Uh, the brightness uh, passing through the uh, main square, you see that it looks like a, lo- a solid pillar in a heavy fog just along the uh, town square, just kind of rising from the ground. Above the gaping doorway, there is a sign that hangs precariously askew, proclaiming to be the blood on the vine tavern. Two individuals, uh, you say, make a stealth check. You come running up to one of the buildings that are across from the tavern. 11. Eleven. You guys feel like you're pretty stealthy. Remus, natural uh, stealth, keeps him uh, nice and quiet. Howard, not being too interested in the ongoings of the village, thinks you're relatively easy to hide, slipping behind one of the buildings. See that there is these two bushy-looking individuals, gnarly, black, knotted beard. One of them has an eye patch. The other one with a red and white striped bandana. 
Can I point out the eye patch guy and Tarima say relative of yours? I, <laughs> I think I think he's another tiefling. That's why I asked. Remus is gonna whisper back. I don't I don't think that's how that works. I I I did this myself right before we met. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I, I I got the cool eye and I, I wanted to use it, so I uh made some adjustments. Hmm. I wonder what's under his eye. What are you doing? You guys are across a town square. There is a tavern of sorts. And with your high perceptions, you can read that this is the Blood of the Vine Tavern. You're going across, walking across the two. Are you scoping the place out? What's up? It is nighttime. It is raining. Thunder is cracks of lightning. Let's just go. Yeah, kind of uh, pull my garments up kind of just to be more... uh... Serious, a la uh, you know Pee Wee Herman when he's checking into the uh, the psychic. Yeah, flips up the collar. <laughs> All right, make just straight general charisma checks walking through here. Fifteen. 13. 13 for me. 19. Okay. All good enough. You walk in up to the door. You see that there is a break down the center. And it looks like at one point the door was probably finely crafted, but the years have not weathered this well. Have not let this be well from the weather. It being weathered over the years? Yeah. Uh, you go to open it, pull it. You see it's a very quiet tavern on the inside. With... Uh, uh, looking inside, this is a... Uh, where is my... Where's my tavern? Where is my description? Okay. Looking inside the building, as you uh, open it in and walk in, the two individuals uh, that you had walked between that were discussing and uh, talking in low tones as you come walking in, making yourself uh, appeared and then being in their visual uh, awareness. You see them hush up as you walk by them, open the door, and the bit of talking and chatter that you heard that seemed lively was from these two, because inside here, this place looks dead. There are a few uh, circular uh, tables with patrons that sit at it, have just a very draining-looking persona, Uh, not entertained, no one's laughing. Uh, it looks to be a few drunks at the bar that's on the right of the building as you look, as you walk in, passed out. There's one individual with uh, this dead blonde-looking hair, just very uh, chiseled-looking face, pale skin, a uh, little bit of a uh, little bit of growth on his face, and just sipping a, must be a small 
half-sized cup of some red liquid, just casually just sipping it quietly. Looking over, you see that there is a, a bartender, larger fellow, about six and a half feet tall, uh, stockier, a big round belly, black leather looking uh, drapings, almost like an apron, but it's worn, beat up, heavily used, smeared and stained all over, just cleaning a couple glasses. Is there a fire of sorts? Make a perception check. Who is the last one to walk in the tavern? I don't know. Mm. I would have been. Make a perception check for me. I got a four. Thirteen. You hear some mumbling, some mumbling of hushed tones under the breath of the individual with the eye patch, and you distinctly hear a from the other individual. Could be just them spitting to spit, but there's a follow. Finks, looking in this room, you don't see a fire place. You do see that there are the three circular tables that are off to your right, one being more in the center. To the far right of the tavern, there is a large rectangular uh, table with four chairs around it that are empty, and three have uh, been filled by three uh, females. You see tanned skin, dark black hair wrapped in uh, red bandanas that have these little beads and jewels dangling from them. Uh, They are wearing white puffy topped dresses and around their waist, they have these colorful skirts that come draping down to the floor and they are sitting there as well with you rolling a four. What are you guys doing? Uh, Howard's going to walk up to the bartender. Hello, my uh, good sir. Hello. You seem very friendly. Um, Me and my compatriots are here to uh, hopefully get a room. Do you have any place that you can put us up for the night? Or is there an inn around nearby that would put us up for the night? We've traveled a long way here and we're kind of tired. We have two rooms for rent, but they are currently filled. I'm sorry. Perhaps tomorrow you could rent them. Hmm. Would you like a drink? What are you offering? We have uh, wine and wine. Okay. Um, No, I'm good on the wine. I actually have a problem, and I should probably stop drinking wine, so uh, I'm okay, but thank you. Um, So then, is there another place that you could direct us to that would uh, hopefully give room? Sorry, but there's no inn in town. Uh, perhaps there's a gutter that you could stay in or a stable uh, on the outskirts, perhaps. Hmm. If you're not going to buy drink or pay for services. I'm oh, sorry. I mean, I could, I could give you the service. I mean, your clothes kind of look really disgusting and dirty. Uh, as you can tell, I like to look nice and pristine. 
Um, and so are you. And I'm going to say, say that I'm going to like wave my hand and cast prestidigitation. Yes, finally. Um, on the guy and make him look nicer and cleaner. It doesn't like mend the holes or anything else like that, but it looks like they're clean. Oh, thank you. I'd appreciate this. Would you like a, a glass of wine or a kappa or a pitcher for a silver piece? Yeah, you know what? Why not? I'm sure my sponsor will forgive me later. Go ahead, pour me a glass. Uh, and three for my friends as well. Okay, that would be four copper pieces. Okay, yeah, here you go. Takes it. Thank you. Puts these uh, dusty-looking glasses that are filled in just uh, three-quarters of the way with this dark red, thick-looking liquid. You said dusty glasses? Yeah. You oh, see, uh, make a make an insight check. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> you realize, looking at your glass and looking down at him, his rag is dusty, dry, dirty, and smeared, and he just keeps smearing the the grease around the glass. He's not, it's not even wiping or cleaning them. He's just moving the dirt around in the dust. Um, and you sure probably this... had one of those glasses. Yep. I'm sure this place has a five-star rating on Yelp. Okay. Um, all right. We are not sponsored by Yelp. <laughs> not yet. Anyway, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you. I appreciate the glass. Uh, do you know the two rooms who are currently renting them? No. Are they the, villagers? Uh, are they out-of-towners, adventurers? They are always reserved for the evenings uh, by the owners. They, they rent them out already. I don't know who has them. Uh, so he looks over in the direction of the three women at the table. Those, those are the owners? Yes. Yes, they are. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Well, thank you for your time, sir. I appreciate it. And I thank you for the wine. Thank you. I'm going to do that whole little like behind me as I pretend like I drank. Make it to Safin Shack. Can't be that bad. It's a three plus seven. So 10. (laughs) Should I roll for the NPC? Go for it. 11. Natural 19. Yeah, okay. Of course. Uh, he doesn't notice it. Or if he does, he doesn't give uh, give away that he does. Okay. So, what do you guys are all doing? That's a pretty dead-looking place. There's a few mumbles. There's a, a uh, whispers coming from select individuals that are at some of the circular-looking t- uh, tables. Hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to walk over to the other guys. So I guess the rooms are rented out. Um, but these lady, these lovely ladies over here seem to be the owners. Mm. There's only three of them. Yeah. There's four, yeah, of, four us. of us. I'm going to actually take, the, we could take them. I'll take the drink <laughs> and I'm going to go outside to where the uh, two guys outside were. Well, now there's nope. three of us. <laughs> hmm. Well, I guess then we just drink. And I point to the guy that's kind of passed out of the bar and it's like, I think he gets to stay here for free. So can we? Yeah. The, uh... um, the room that he was pointing at, it was like, was there stairs that lead upstairs or something? Or where are the rooms located at? Uh, They're at the far end of the tavern. Uh, J, uh, to the right of where you see the three women sitting. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, Howard's just going to walk to the doors. Over to them? Yeah, just over to the doors, see if he can open it. As if, like, he's already got the reservation and he deserves to be in the, the room. Okay, make a deception check. Okay. Ooh, natural 20. 27. Ooh. Okay. Okay. You walk on over to the door. Shuts locked. But as a moment of uh, frustration, you find as you, you pull this off pretty damn good. And then you're greeted by a voice. Oh, hello there. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be locked. Uh, were you given your key? Um, they didn't quite give it to me. They just said it would be ready for me. So I just assumed it was already opened and ready. Ah, I'm so sorry. My name's Alenka. Uh, and you see, uh, this is, uh, one of the women, uh, done up and all three, they look very similar, but they all have different, uh, differences in their color patterns of their clothing. And Alenka has a, uh, red looking, uh, skirt with these yellow, uh, flourishes of, design of stitching work and like little flowers that come up off of her dress very subtly, but very uh, almost gaudy in a way, but not overkill. Uh, I'm I, I, uh, Attic should have given you a key. Um, this is one of our doubles. I, is your, is your companion with you? We, uh, um, we weren't sure when you would, uh, when you'd be arriving. Yes, uh, it's actually me and my compatriots. Uh, one had just stepped outside. Uh, he'll be back in shortly. But yes, uh, we were supposed to be here for the rooms. Okay. Um, I always keep a spare set on me. As you see, you're kind of reaching to her pouch uh, off to her side and pulls out a uh, iron, rusty-looking key, but a prop, but the appropriate fit for this door. Here you go. It is for the two days, as you'd requested. Yes, yes, correct. Thank you. And might I say, you do look quite lovely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Why, thank you. You're the uh, owner, huh? That's, that's, uh, that's pretty nice. Uh, one of them, uh, she kind of like looks over a little nervously to her uh, two other uh, friends sitting at the table. You see them just kind of staring you up and down. Uh, the one on the far left looks over at the one that was in the middle, whispers in somewhere, rolls her eyes as she looks back. She's looking down at the bartender. Just going to smile and nod at him like. Charisma check. Oh, uh, straight charisma. Straight charisma. Uh, 19 total. Okay. All right. Your charisma is keeping you afloat right now. Especially when the door is locked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I thank you so much for um, this. And uh, we will be, uh, as you can see, we're kind of tired and we kind of just want to go to bed tonight. But I do appreciate your services and I do look forward to spreading the news about you guys. 
Oh, well, thank you. I uh, look forward to you staying for the, the nights as well. Yes, thank you. Um, now, before we go to bed too, um, like in the morning or so, obviously not tonight, I'm sure everything is closed. Is there a, uh, perhaps a general store or some other kind of shops around here? I mean, that is not many shops other uh, than what us Vestani caravans uh, will bring through. In Barovia, there's not much of this village other than Bildris, Mercantile, and the pickings are slim, mm. if any. And the prices are, well, they're priced. That's, that's fine. That's fair. Um, I, I do hear that Barovia has um, pretty good sweets, if I'm not mistaken, donuts, to be exact. Oh, one of the pies. Uh, do you, have you heard of them? Uh, well, I've, you... I've heard of the uh, the Barovian uh, cream donuts, but not the pies. So, <sighs> well, uh, she she smiles at you and goes, "I have one left. Uh, it's yours." And she oh, kind of goes you. over to the table and pulls out a little tiny uh, like private pie, and she goes, "It's a uh, the it's a sweetened meat." Pie, yeah, they're delicious. They're a delicacy of our village. And uh, some of the bakers at the windmill that make them, um, they're a real treat here and help us uh, along with our wine. Uh, they go well together. Here you go. And she gives you this. Uh, oh, thank you. It has a little bit of a warm touch to it. It must have just like, you know, been freshly uh, cooked and baked and taken in the smell. It has a nice roasted, um, almost like a, a bit of a steaky smell, like. This is some nice savory, like, stewy pie. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. This is uh, this looks quite delicious. So um, I will retire for the night. And again, I thank you. And uh, I will enjoy this. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, your friends are the ones that we saw you come in with. Uh, they're all yes. going to be using the, the one room or? Uh, both rooms, actually. We were supposed to split the two. <sighs> Sorry. Uh... That's okay. Mirabel, she's the one that does the bookkeeping. I'll talk to her later. And she goes, here's the other key. You go. She gives you a second key. And the rooms are side by side. There you go. Cool. I'm going to open up the one, give uh, Finks the other one. There you go. It's uh, y'all's room. We can split it. Y'all had a glass of wine with you too? Yeah, and I also tried to soak up the, um, the floor wine. But that was that was off camera. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad wine. I mean, you're not you're not a well uh, you're you're not a renaissance goblin here. You're, you're you're from the you're from the forest and you were thrown in jail, mm-hmm. and you've been on some quick adventuring. So this is some of the first wine that you've ever really been able to try and enjoy, and the floor wine isn't that bad. <laughs> What's everyone else doing? Uh, I went outside with my drink uh, to dump it, but then to also make it seem like I still have it to kind of maybe uh, eavesdrop with the two guys that are outside, just kind of see what they're talking about. Come walking out, and uh, they're both, hey, so when we we need to take off, uh, there's a, hello. 
can we help you? As the door opens up, they just. I'll just, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to pretend to like sip my drink and just kind of like. So, um, the ship remains docked. Uh, I have to get the, um, the necklace to be able to get out of here. Yes. Um, the one kind of just begins to tuck something in under his uh, his collar out of view of you. You see that there is a strand that wraps around his neck of sorts. Almost like a leather uh, cord. Fine though. Not like a big thick rope. And the one goes uh, yes uh, carnival sucks. Carnival sucks, but uh, soon we'll be able to leave here. Just uh, another couple of those um, necklaces will be good. And they just kind of eye you up very just. I'll um, go to like reach into my like, like, you know, just kind of like I'm reaching around and I want to uh, accidentally casually uh, drop the um, loaf pendant that I have on the ground so like it's still in view like make it make a deception check uh, 16 16 yeah you drop it they uh, make a perception check because you're actively looking to see 11. Okay. They eye it. And they just, you do see them just kind of stare it up and down. Just kind of break their eye contact and look at each other and start. So, uh, what was your time on the roughesties? Uh, what was your favorite outing? And they begin going off into some sea chanty stories. Um, I'll, uh, take a look at my glass and, uh, realize, like, oh, it's empty, and I'll kind of, like, just head back into the, uh, tavern for the inn. Okay. Walk back into the tavern. Uh, you see, uh, Finks on the ground as you see Howard and Remus down, uh, Discussing with one of the women, or no, Remus. I assume were you with Howard? Where were you? So, I, I was just waiting to see how everything else played out. Uh, no, so Remus is kind of um, because the this is probably the first time in a while the guards were adamant about his appearance. He's very, um, he's got his hood up pretty heavy. Um, he's not drinking the wine just because he doesn't want to expose any of his skin in the bar area. So he, I don't know if there are any, any empty tables maybe near the owners or if in general in the tavern. Make perception check as you go around and I'll say, make it, make it just a general stealth check too. I want to, okay. uh, I want to lean down to Finks and I'll whisper in his ear. Um, one of the guys outside has a necklace you might like. 
Ooh. I can't get it, but I think you can. What color was it? It's got a nice leather band. It's tucked in his shirt. I couldn't tell, but he was really keen on keeping it hidden from me. Is there a window? Can I see him? There is a window out that looks out to the front of the building. And you do see that there are two figures uh, in muffled looking shadows from the ground. Okay. All right, I'll start scheming while, while Remus is doing his thing. Um, I got a 12 for perception and then a 16 for stealth. All right, you, you, it's been a while since you've had to remain kind of hidden being a tiefling. Uh, you've been able to live fairly free out in the open, not having to be worried of, uh, of the, uh, the fear that comes of being part devil, essentially. Yeah. And being given the warning, you now tuck up nicely, uh, pulling your hoods over your neck, your face, making sure your horns are matted in with the hair that you do have, using part of the eye patch to really try to cover up the most of your exposed skin and cheek now, and even pulling your robes to wrap up your hands and knuckles so that no one can tell that you are a purple-skinned individual with horns. You see that there is a table. Uh, None are empty, but the one that is far off to the left in front of two of the doors where Howard is standing in front of only has one patron that is heavily passed out. That like hands are to the side, draped, and you, he may not be breathing. Who knows? He may have died there. Uh, I will sit down with this passed out man, but I would like to perception. Like, as I, yeah as I'm perception um perception like i i want to see one <laughs> if i think he's actually like sleeping and drunk and then it, i'll i'll try and see if he's breathing afterwards so 16 sitting down you smell this heavy heavy cinnamon uh alcoholic burning smell being next to him and it catches you off guard because you haven't smelled that yet. All you've smelled is this kind of standard grape concord wine that was in the glasses that were handed out to you all. And you're getting this really strong alcoholic uh, residue smell on him, but this heavy cinnamon, almost like big red burning cinnamon smell. Someone had too much uh, fire whiskey. Remus thinks to himself where he got that if the bartender only has dirty glasses of wine. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm going to try. Depend, am I facing like the rooms or what, what way can, am I facing? Like, you could be sitting, uh, he, would be ha- he would have his back to the bar, the guy that's passed out. So you could sit down on the right to him and be staring right at Howard and the rooms with the women to your right. Or you can be sitting on the left side of the individual passed out with Howard and the women to your left. And then you would be staring at the uh, entrance way into the tavern. I would prefer the latter that way um, because I don't know what Howard and Finks are trying to do. My thoughts are if we do actually have the rooms, I'm going to wait for Azoth to let him know, know what's going on whenever he shows up again. Okay. And also just kind of keep an eye on 
what everyone else in the bar is doing with my eye patch eye or okay. any eye. Oh, both eyes. <laughs> both eyes. I'll say uh, with your perception check and you kind of walking over and sitting down next to the individual, you see that coming from under uh, his coat pocket, his chest, you see that there is a bulge that looks to be almost the shape of uh, like a rectangular looking shape, possibly a wallet of, of sorts padded underneath, possibly a flask. Using your eye, you look over and you can see that there is a um, silvery looking metal looking container in his uh, front pocket tucked between his chest here. And as you do sit down and kind of scope around the room, you see as the door opens up and Azoth comes walking in, there's a (sighs) breathe out from him. I'm going to hang out there for now and blend. All right. So, what is everyone doing? At some point, uh, Howard, you're handing keys off to Finks. Yep. Um, I got one room. Elenka sits back down, and her and the other women are talking amongst themselves in hushed tones. Yep. I'm going to open up my room and walk in. You walk in, standard two bed room. Uh, there's a simple uh, dresser in between the two. Standard single beds. Is there that go. like connecting door to the middle room? No, like no, the, like, like hotels, the, you get the double to rooms. like the adjacent room. You get like that door that connects. Oh, the room for, the adja- for the adjacent room. Uh, making it make an investigation check if you're looking for a connecting door. If you're looking for anything hidden or stuff. 12. 12. <laughs> you do not find any connecting doors between the two. And you just find just some mess, messy looking beds. Okay. So no one has made them. Service there wasn't performed. This tavern is definitely getting a one star for me. I'm going to run over to the left one and just kind of like jump and land on the bed. Make an acrobatics check for me. No, no. Because Howard would have to roll on that, I feel. Uh, Acrobatics. Uh, 11. It's not too, too bad. Okay. You go to run and as you jump, who walked in the room with you? Is it just you? I think just me, yeah. Just you, as you walk in the room, there's a moment that you think that you may have overshot it and would hit the wall, but you fall just inside, just into the bed. There's a slight give as it, you hear a smoke as the uh, wooden frame possibly begins to kind of crack or crunch underneath the weight of you dropping into the bed. Oh, snap. All right. I'm going to get up real quick off the bed, and I'm just going to go over to the right one and sit down. <laughs> Very standard. Um, bed, it'll do the job for the night better than sleeping on the ground or on a rolled out mat. Cool. Okay. All right. What are you all doing? My my bag set up, my book set up, and I'm just going to kind of relax on the bed. Okay. Um, I'm going to go unlock the other door just so it's unlocked. Unlock the other, the room to the the left. Yeah. All right. You open it up. Quick, quick check. Same. No one's in there. 
make sure I'm making a big investigation check as you look around in here. Quick check, actually, okay. no perception if you're making quick check. You're glancing around. Six. Six. Very disheveled looking room. Um, not tidied up at all. Uh, beds not made, but simple. Uh, two beds on the left and right. There is a round uh, floor rug instead of a uh, square rectangular looking one that was in Howard's room. There is a simple dresser in between the two beds. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claim the bed that's furthest from the door. Be the one when you walk into the left. Yeah. Okay. You guys clean beds? Yeah. And I'm going to think about this necklace and how to, how to get it quietly. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm going to look through the, you said there was a dresser in, in the middle between the two beds. Yeah. It's like a, a standard, standard, like cover, like a two drawer. I'm just going to open up. I'm just going to open them just to see what's in there. Open up the one. Looks very standard. Stains of something red along the inside. Open the bottom one. As you do, you swear you hear the sound of something rolling, but when you open it, the the bottom door is empty. It sounded almost like the sound of um, of glass or something kind of going, kind of rolling on wood. It's like a vial. All right, I'm going to inspect the uh, bottom of the drawer, see if it's like a false bottom or something like that. Gonna touch it. It's hollow. There's a little bit of hollow give to it. Cool. I'm gonna try to see if I can figure out how to open it up. Okay, make an investigation check. Ooh, uh, 19. 19. You do see as you roll it, uh, as you kind of see along the edges that the uh, drop away dresser cabinet is almost has this red waxy seal along it as you're looking at it and almost like kind of like has to be peeled off to be able to get to whatever is in the dropped drawer okay i'm gonna go back through grab one of my daggers like the rusty crappy one i'm gonna use that to kind of pry the waxy seal open crack it off rip it off, and as you begin to peel it off and uh, kind of cut the dagger along the bottom drawer, there is a few moments as you kind of pull it that you actually just cut straight through it to the lower portion. Try to be stealthy at all while you're doing this? Yeah. Make stealth check. That's a frick. That's a one. Okay. What's everyone else doing while this is happening? Dealing with my noisy neighbor. (laughs) Okay. Um, hitting the wall with the broom. I'll go. Uh, I'll, I'll peek my head into Howard's room, shake my head, and I'll look into Finks's room, and I'll just kind of walk in and sit on the other bed opposite of Finks. Okay. Sit in the other bed. It's gonna be that awkward. I see uh, you here, and I'm just gonna look at you, and be like, "What's up?" <laughs> Make a perception <laughs> shot, Gaza. Like, I, I already know. This is not that like college dorm. Is. I left my door open. Feel. Nine. Yeah. Whoever's Nine? Just walking by. Okay. Oh. I mean it. <laughs> I mean it's how it's how we're doing. You know, dude, he's getting his way into something. 
Remus, what are you up to? You're sitting at this thing at uh, the tavern, just watching everything going on, and you're just scoping would, it. Or I would love to know how the tavern is reacting to this this incidence of broom noises. There's a, there's a few like, <laughs> and you you see the rest of the tavern is honestly not reacting. They're just very. This looks like the night shift crew of of patrons no one is reacting to anything happening uh from your presence being there you were given a uh, a warning of being outed and no one is even curious to the individuals that have entered the tavern the barkeeper was disinterested in you honestly and it's a little awkward what you do notice in the room the ones that are reacting are the women uh that are (laughs) And you uh, make a perception check as you hear them kind of uh, laughing and kind of uh, the one of them kind of looks over at the room and kind of like does like, huh? 14. Well, uh, you know what they say about uh, men and verges. Make an insight check. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, this is good, whatever it is. I got a six. Yeah. Uh, the, the one uh, to the far left. <laughs> well, the temptation and curiosity killed the cat. Uh, but who knows? He looks cute and perhaps interested in you, uh, Alenka. She goes, shh, Madam Eva. Probably would have approved. And they all start laughing and begin drinking uh, from their wine goblets again. That are significantly cleaner looking to you, Remus. There are clearly got the washed glasses. So, Remus, you're just waiting and watching? Ah... Like, I, I, so I, out of character, I had yeah. this idea, but it's a terrible idea. <laughs> like, my idea was to debate using my sonic whispers and have it be one of the women there and try and talk to them and, like, figure things out. But at the same time, like, they'd be so confused and it would just blow up everything. So I have an idea. And what it involves is me leaving my wine glass next to this clearly passed out gentlemen uh low like not lowly but like softly and like gravelly like trying to change my voice a little bit or sound like a person um tell them to watch it for me make a deception check um and then as i'm doing this i'm gonna head to room. I got a 28. Nice. There's a watch this glass for me. Very um, clear shift of tone. No one was there to experience it. Uh, you walk in. Uh, is it, what, what are you doing, Howard? <laughs> uh, there's this drawer. It seems like there's a hollow bottom. I was trying to open it up and see what's in there. And with that, there's a like, final... Poof, 
and you break the door. You see the hollow, the the false, the false uh, drawer just crack in half as it splinters. I wasn't trying to break it. I was just trying to like break the I know. seal off. The, the Frick one was great though. Okay, I I could have got that for you. Um, I yeah. oh, all right before you do, but I don't want to know what's going on yet. But before we do that, can you can you make me look like a person, like a normal person, so I can go talk to these people out there that are half awake? Um, I, I don't know if that's a thing you can do. I know you can do it to yourself. It only works on myself, unfortunately. What the hell does? <laughs> I mean, what I good is this your, magic? I don't know. I could I could walk outside with your clothes and look like somebody else. <laughs> but then I'm just here. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. All right. What? And um, can what? I can I try to use drop <laughs> through the wall? <laughs> just a giant glass. Make a perception glass. check, please. A dusty glass up against the wall. Make a perception check, please. Uh, fifteen. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Thanks, can help. <laughs> Um, like I'm going to knock twice and then once on the wall connecting the rooms and say I'll be there in a minute. Uh, all, right. all right, Howard, what the hell did you, why did you, can you fix this furniture? I don't, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally going to fix it. I just wanted to see what was in the hollow part. Um, also, I could probably, if I got makeup, make you look human too. I just don't know what to do with the horns. I mean, I could cut them off, but I don't think you want that. I'd, I'd prefer not. I'd rather just yeah. wear like a hat. Is that a thing? Uh, Is a hat a thing? Sure. I mean, a, lovely, a, a lovely head covering? I guess so. I don't know. I, this Barovia place seems uh, pretty... We got like two hoods right now. Yeah, I don't uh, think they really noticed or cared, to be honest. No, they're... The guards were a little uptight, but the people here just seem like they're. Well, it's uh, it's late. They're all that. The one guy I was sitting next to was very drunk on his own accord. So, yeah, I don't know what they have going on here. So, what'd you yeah. find in this? Yeah, I don't know. Let's let's see. I'm gonna open it up and see what's in there. Watch out for splinters. You look down and you see that there is a vial, a standard health potion, looking in size. You're used to standard, um, the size of like a marker. Mm. This long, and instead of this, the familiar red liquid, you see that there appears to be this blue, blue, misty, silvery looking swirling liquid that has almost a marble looking coloration because the blues and grays and silvers are swirling around in it. Make a perception, make. Perception or investigation checks. Your your choices. Uh, there is a perception. thick stopper on it that you see a cork pushes into the bottle, and it has a black wax ceiling around the capping of it. Okay, uh, eleven on perception. It just swirls around this watery, viscous-looking liquid. I wonder if uh, maybe I'll bring it to Finks later and uh, have him see if he can identify it, either him or Azoth. I don't know. Who... I mean, I'm I'm going over there now. Um, I'll bring it back. Okay, I, yeah, I, I guess that's fair. Too. Okay, 
Okay, that's fine. I, I trust it. Here you go. I will take okay. this. Um, and while he goes, like, in the place of where I broke the thing, I'm just going to take my mask of the Blood King, since it's no longer good to me, and I will just put it in the drawer and then slowly close the drawer. Okay. Put the mask in there. As you push it, the door closed. You hear the two pieces of splintered wood shift around in it. You bust it through. Just going to open it up real quick, make sure they're still broken, nothing put together. Nope, broken. Okay, cool. And then just close it back again. Okay. So? Remus, you walk over to Finks' room. I do. You see the two two beds. Azoth, you're watching Finks with the I'm cup not- to, his, to the yeah. wall. So, um, Finks, in the meantime, while he was waiting for Remus, has, has set up a, a chair and uh, has taken out his disguise kit, which he will use to make Remus look however he wants. So I've got various hair dyes and makeups. I'm assuming he'd have those for, like, war paint reasons, but I don't know. He's got He's got a disguise kit, and he's proficient, so... Um, what do you want to look like? I'll look at the vial in his hand and go, oh, it's a Rojo Toro Sugar Free Barovia edition. Maybe. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. Howard Howard wanted me to have things take a look at this quick, too. So Probably a smart idea. I don't know if you'd prefer to do that first, Finks. Um, yeah, I'm not. You have a chair. You have... <laughs> A chair and a large setup going on in this very <laughs> tiny room. Your bed is covered in things. Um, I I was hoping for a magical disguise, but no, those are reserved for me. That's that that's fair too. Uh, I suppose the only thing we could really adjust is my skin tone. That would seem simplest. Everything else can stay how it is. Probably would exhaust the remaining uses of your paints to be able to cover up a purple tiefling to make him appear a skin tone color. Sure, that's fine. Okay. So this, how how long will it last? I guess should I ask? I'm assuming rain's probably not going to help. With the rain, it probably uh, will not let it last as long as if. Remus was to be able to stay dry. Okay. Would you prefer we do this now, or do you want to hang on? I, I only have enough for, for one one time. I suppose we you. can do this a, another time. I, I'm i not too concerned about the villagers, per se. They all seem a little scared. I just... I figured now was a good time to talk to the few people who were... Seemed like they know things without having anyone else's okay. drop on it. Well, the only other option I have is to blind those looking at you, so this is definitely the easier option. Um, let's, let's see how we're feeling tomorrow and what we're doing tomorrow. Okay. I'll start packing it all away. It's very nicely, just a bunch of little caps of paints and paste. And I'll, help. Okay. I'll help them pack it back up. I feel guilty. No, 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 no. There's, there's an order to this. Oh, okay. 
There's all those little mini figurines that he's putting away next to it. Little goblinoids. Um, I don't I don't want to look at that that bottle until tomorrow. Out of game exhaustion is going to be Oh, gotcha. So okay. I'll wait for a full rest. Um things I understand you're too tired. <laughs> yes. Very foggy. Not thinking straight. It was that mist. Okay. So anyone want to do anything for the remainder of the night? It is oh, I- yeah. I have another idea, but oh. I'll wait to have Finks go first. Well, I gotta, I gotta get that necklace. So, <laughs> I, I have a scheme. I don't know if it's worth trying. Okay, I'll say do? roughly about a half hour has gone by at this okay. point since you guys have first come in. So those guys are just like hanging out outside. You have no idea. Well, they, you never that's went where to they f- were. That's where they were. Okay. Um. All right, I'm going to go back out and I'm just going to go peek and see if they're still there. You being stealthy about this or are you just blatantly walking out? I'll be blatant. Be blatant? Okay, make a charisma shock. I'm not like going up to them. I'm just seeing it like through the window. Of course, but it, you're a goblin walking out. Okay. You, there's a few moments that some of the patients look down and begin to like kind of sh- like visually become frightened and are going to scream or yell. And then there's, a drunken stupor that comes over them and they're just like, ugh, not worth it. Go out to the, uh, you go up to the entry, to the exit, and you see the window where the two figured individuals were previously, and the shapes are no longer outside the windows. All right, can I poke my head out and see if I see anyone out there? You see, poking your head out, this I am doing stealthily. Make a stealth check then for me. Sixteen. Sixteen. You poke your head out and don't see any bodies, any individuals. Looking down at the ground, you can see the two wet, muddy boot prints that had sunken into the ground. You see the two sets walk off to the right down an alleyway. All right. I'm following them. Okay. So you slip out of the tavern door, sneak down, crouching low underneath the windows, keeping your back pressed to the wall, slip around a corner following the trail. Uh, they look like they stoop. They kind of had a stupor to them, swaying and rocking. Make a perception check for me. Ten. Okay. You see one of the figures with his uh, uh, leaning to the back, with his back against the wall two buildings down about 50 feet away. The second one is on the ground passed out. You see his uh, bandana in his hands sprawled as his uh, little cloth. Make a stealth check for me. Uh, before I do that, of course, I want to cast a spell. 
What are you casting? Uh, disguise self. Okay. And I am going to take the form of one of those, not exactly one of the ones in there, but um, a version of one of those women that were in the, the bar. Okay. Um, and then I'll make my stealth check after that. Okay. Make stealth check. Uh, eight. Okay. It's dark. It's rainy. There's a crash of lightning in the air, in the sky. There's a sound of thunder. You hear the in the distance. And with another flash of lightning, you see the individual with the eye patch looking at your face with a dead expression, with with a uh, featureless individual at this distance and in this lighting, you can't really make out what they look like. But a, uh, another individual that's, be- that's standing behind them, hunched over their neck. As you see the body drop <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Flash of lightning. They're gone. All right, I'm going to get my necklace and leave. You're going to go forward to the body to go get a necklace? Yep. Okay. Let me cast guidance on myself first. Okay. Say a quick prayer. Okay. Okay. What you doing? You going up to the going up to the just, necklace? Just getting it and being quick. Go up to the necklace, make an investigation check. All right, so let me use the guidance on that one. That's going to be a total of seven. Okay. As you begin looking over the body, you see that it is padded with heavy thick leather armor that uh, that drapes down over his body like a cloak. It smells of seawater and brine. You see there is a, a few daggers with these uh, saber-looking handles that curl off of them. Looking over, you see that there is a uh, golden medallions hanging from his neck that are over his shirts, all with these gold chains around them. You see that there is a leathered corded looking necklace of sorts that wraps around his neck, but the whatever it is is tucked deeper within his collar. You're going to probably have to make a little bit further of uh, some checks to get it. Let's do it. All right. Um, I'll let you make a dex or strength check as well as make a perception check too. Okay. Sorry. It's 13 for the dex. And perception is a 13. Okay. 13 for both. Okay. You are uh, looking in between his uh, the layering folds of shirts. And as you quickly uh, use your nimble little thumbs and fingers that you're used to plucking and uh, thieving 
uh, delicate uh, instruments for holy artifacts for. You slip it out of his uh, chest, and it is a little ticket admission uh, token, it looks like, and and a square rectangular metal, um, almost has a flimsy, uh, light, brittle metal feel to it it's 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 delicate you don't want to give too much bender force to it you'll probably break it but punched along one end of it it says uh it has a hole that straps around to the uh, leather cord around his neck um on the ticket it is written admit one okay i guess that's what i wanted um i'm grabbing all of his necklaces at the other chain i'm taking everything i don't know which one's the right one got it and then As, very quickly, I got to check that other guy too to make sure I got the right guy. <laughs> Azoth did not specify <laughs> which, which was which. Okay. As you uh, quickly pull off, you go over to the other individual, make an investigation check, as well as a second perception check. Investigation is a 17. Perception is a 10. Okay. 17. Looking at this individual up and down, you do not find any necklace on this one. Uh, You actually, uh, not around his neck, you do see that there are two diamonds stuffed into one of his pouches on his right. There is a sack of coins that you do feel. And reaching in one of his uh, pant pockets, you found a to be a brass knuckles of sorts yeah all right so brass knuckles how many diamonds two diamonds two diamonds and a coin pouch coin pouch coin pouch and the necklaces all right, all right. that's all i want i am and does leaving. a 23 hit hit me yeah oh yeah okay cool so you take Eight slashing damage as a claw rakes across your uh, rib cage as you go from behind your head. And then the second one is going to be a 17 to hit. 17 hits. 17 hits. You feel the piercing of two white hot needles puncture into your neck as you take eight points of piercing damage and seven points of necrotic damage all right i turn what what am i what am i faced with here you see a ragged individual with uh these Dirty white. Can I interrupt? Sorry. So I don't know how Finks' magic works, but if he um, is supposed to be a taller chick from the bar, if this person was attacking this taller chick to go for the neck, isn't it going over Finks? Perhaps. Uh, uh, I can can grow up to a foot in size. So it's not like an illusion. Oh, okay. I was curious. Yeah, I no. guess if you like you you interact with it, you can tell that it's not right. But I don't I don't think I would. Sort well, it's of, all. Know. It's not like he has an illusion in that. It's like he's four foot tall, and the other like three feet above him are 
are fake. There are spells that do that, though. Big difference. Oh, I, oh, I wasn't sure if that's what that was. But no, okay, you're good. Got to learn. Uh, you turn around and you see uh, the dark, grayed skin looking uh, female with red, beady eyes and knotted, weathered, uh, grayed black hair as her uh, clothes that she wears are white rags draped over her body with a uh, wrapping around her waist. Her face is covered in blood as her hands are uh, glistening red. <sighs> Roll for initiative, please. Yes. <laughs> Seven. Oh, total? Yeah. All right. I'll let you go first. All right. Sphinx cast the Dimension Door spell. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> We're... Um, it's 500 feet. I'm, I'm hoping that's enough to get back to the room. Make an intelligence check. Add your spell casting modifier to it. Plus three. My spell attack or my a modifier. So uh, 13 total. As you step backwards, uh, stammering back, you walk through a door as there's a beam of moonlight that you see streaking down in the skies. You kind of walk and fade into it. You are staring at the figure still, but now you're 50 feet back and you're right next to the door. 500 feet. Are you trying to get into the tavern? I'm specifically trying to make a connecting door between the two rooms. <laughs> with your and intelligence. I wanted, and I wanted to fall into Howard and uh, Remus's room, not my own. Let me see. Um, dimension door real quick. Let me just check in the rules. How familiar yeah, sure. do you have to be with the, with the location? As um, long as he's been there before, I believe. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I just want to okay. make sure. I, I may or may not have that as well. Um, one place you can see or visualize or can describe. Yeah. And he would have seen our room already. I believe. I'll allow it. So okay. as there's a moment of you kind of stammering back into the sha- into the moonlight, uh, you see yourself kind of fade into front of the tavern door and then you're in the room with Howard. All right. Um... You all see things just go Poof! Not even things. As there's a flash <laughs> of almost this dimmed, uh, palescent moonlight, we'll say, as it puffs in the room, and there's a Finks staring at you, holding a golden chain set of necklaces. He's dis- he's disguised, though, right? Well, make yeah, it was disguised. Yeah, but... As he's and he's looking at like Elenka, the one that right. had been flirting with you. Why, hello. I'm gonna make an insight. Make sure that's really whatever. Uh, Sixteen. As you're staring at the woman, uh, there are these goblin feature-looking teeth that, as you previously <laughs> were kind of checking her out and she was smiling at you, Finks does this kind of like, ha, ah, smile, and there's a gnarly-looking teeth sticking out. And the and illusion's like, falling apart slowly. Just, <laughs> okay. it's, 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 it's yeah. It just kind of melts off. Oh, oh that's, Howard. That's, that's extremely disturbing. Um, what's up, Finks? I'll turn you could have just, like, walked to the... Uh, through the door, right? Yeah, but um, yeah, I'll turn I'll turn the illusion off, so I'm I'm back to Goblin Finks and just uh, the, Azoth told me I I would like something out there, and I did not like it at all. 
not not one bit um but what did he tell you he said i would like this night and you know i guess that is true i do like the necklace i found but i had to take it off of a dead man and um i didn't do it you know i'm usually proud of these things i would tell you but there was some sort of it's no judgment from here some sort of woman with sharp claws and teeth and she's probably still out there but i'm i'm safe in here i mean they can't come in here right I don't know. I'm going to go. There's a window in my room too, right? No, there's not. Oh. Not in the rooms. Hmm. I'm just going to peek my head outside. Are all three women still sitting at the table? You see them all sitting there? The ones? Save some of the pie for me, please. Oh, it was quite delicious. I will save you a piece. Thank you. Just going to go back in and close the door. Um, now they're still all there, so it might be some other crazy woman out there. I don't know. Well, if you decide to go outside, just be careful. That being said, I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> and I'm going to go back into the other room Okay. and okay. converse with Azoth and, and show him what I found. Okay. Show you sure you're okay, though, before you go? No, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm going to oh. keep going. Right. Okay. Howard, make a perception check for me. 17. You notice that there are these two puncture-looking wounds on Finks's neck as he turns away to walk out the door. Uh, thanks. You're kind of, you got something there. What? The necklace? Yeah, I know. Yeah, sure. The necklace. I think I left a couple marks on you. All right. Well, have a good night. Um, all right. Thanks. I'll leave. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll let his know what happened too in the same way. Um, but I, I will show him what I found on the guy. I was going to grab the eye patch too, but I didn't have enough time. All right. I'll, I'll ask if Finks is doing all right, if he needs anything. Um, just, you know, make sure someone's watching the door. Okay, so what I'll do uh, is I will forego taking a long rest and I will just do a, uh, basically like my meditate thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I can still feel rested because I don't need to recover anything at the moment, I guess. And I can still be uh, alert. Four okay. hours, semi-conscious yeah. alert. Man, I'll tell, I'll tell him I'll, I'll, uh, I'll watch the door. Okay. Okay. So you guys are crashing in for the night. Well, this isn't going on. Remus, what have you been up to? Uh, so, <laughs> I guess, as, as Finks was, because, uh, Finks, you went out the door, I'm assuming, right? Yep. Yeah, unless you needed to stop no. me first. So okay. I, I would have left the room at the same time, gone back to the other room, and are there pillowcases? Yeah, this pillowcase. I'm gonna make a pillowcase mask. Making a pillowcase <laughs> oh, mask. Oh man. And I, I think that's that's what I'm going to use this evening to try and talk to these people. <laughs> You're looking at the pillowcase, contemplating the idea. It doesn't look like it'll be a clean pillowcase. It's not those fresh white linens. 
there are a few smearing stains on it. Probably hasn't been washed in a few months. What's the thread count? Oh, it's not good. It's like seven. Is, it's as long cold. as I keep the outside <laughs> on the outside and the pillow okay. part touching my... Uh, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to put it on. I'm going to try and tear like one eye hole on this side. <laughs> on the, I'm sorry, my right eye. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put my hood back up. Okay. My hood's back up. I'm going to ask you know, Howard... Yeah, so see, you know, Remus, it's it looks pretty good. Your hair, your head looks a little squarish. I think that's just the pillow, but you look good. You look good. Uh, do you, I mean, I know most of these people are drunk, but do you think this is okay to go out and approach the the tavern owner people about? Uh, I don't know about the owners, the girls. Um, what if you come with me? The, oh yeah, I could totally come with you. You can totally vouch for me just being either very very ugly or having some sort of hideous wound and that's why there's all these stains on the, the pillowcase yeah or, or i could just clean it for you i mean i will take both yeah sure i'm just gonna wave my hand do press the digit about how you say it um <laughs> and uh make it look nice and clean okay you uh wave your hand across the pillowcase and you there's a uh, scrubbing kind of bubble sounds as it becomes clean dusty and stale and like it's been clean and left in the closet for the past five years and it's kind of smells musty but yeah. looks clean i can't take the smell out but it looks a lot Still, better i think it adds it adds to the effect it normalizes me somehow in this tavern yeah i like it it looks good do do you want to talk to these people and um, see what yeah. we're, we're getting into? Or yeah, uh, is there something specific <clears throat> you wanted me to figure out for you or ask them? Uh, not especially. I didn't get really. I, I only sat there a few minutes, and most of it was just making sure this drunk, the drunk man I sat next to, did not try and kill me. Um, I oh, heard so he was some... drunk. I saw oh, he him. was I very drunk. Was... Okay, I, th- I thought he, he was has dead. a. F- I wasn't sure. He has what I assume is a flask in his pocket of some sort of. I, it was actually very curious. I, it smelled of cinnamon and other, other uh, like whiskey elements, but it made me think of your sticks, and I was wondering if that's why he was just incapacitated, or he probably just drank too much. But unfortunately, I gave the last of my stick to that poor child that got eaten by a giant, so I don't have those anymore. I do have oh. some flakes. That's maybe but that's what was in different. it. Maybe he put some flakes, and that's that's his good time. Um, I so. But I I didn't hear too much. I I they said something about a Madam Ava. I think Madam Ava. I don't know who that is, but if they're the owners, that might be like someone in charge of the town. I don't I, I really don't know what we're getting into here. Um, we've got the letter off of the dead guy that we, we, we got ourselves in here with. And it's, it's all very off. Yeah. I I feel like that peacock kind of just like threw us in the wrong area with his wheels. So like, Um, he, what did you pay with at the bar? 
a couple of silver pieces. It's like four silver. Peculiar. Four copper, sorry. Because we found these coins, and I pull out the weird, like, other coin. But they took those ones. But we paid what we... So I'm not. I'm, I'm just. I guess I'm trying to figure out where we are still. And some uh, Remus, with say... money generally with money, a copper piece is a copper piece. A gold piece is a gold piece. Gotcha. The stamp is better, but when it comes down to it, gold is gold. Indeed, you would get that as a rogue, but yeah. still, nonetheless, this is confusing. I mean, you have valid well, concerns still. Yeah. It's it's more or less that the like the bartender didn't raise an eye to it. He didn't, he wasn't concerned about it in any way. And that just got him being in personal. I just got the impression that he just didn't really want to be here or working. That's fair. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um, Um, They did say something about Barovia. So I'm assuming this is where we're at. I couldn't tell you where we're at. I think that's, I don't, that sounds right. Maybe I well, do you but, make uh, history checks? I think I've heard of this place before. Yeah. Oh, history. I got. Down, 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 down. Twelve. Uh, three. I've heard tales of people being lost in the lands of Barovia. Most of you guys have probably recall from your extended knowledge. Hmm. At least that's what you're going to get right now. May have to ask some people for more information. Um, but my, yeah, I, I guess before we go out, they didn't ask you any name or anything when you said we had res- we, these were our rooms? Nope, I just played it off like I already made the reservation and I just went along with it. I've learned throughout the years that uh, if you pretend like or you have the confidence that you're supposed to be doing what you're not supposed to be doing, most of the time they don't bat an eye. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Hmm. Well. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's go talk. Oh, okay. hold on. Before we go out, let me grab the last piece of my meat pie. Which I'm. Can I roll an insight check? Is it human meat? Have you been eating it or? Yeah, I've eaten a little bit of it. Oh, you have? Yeah. Make an inside check. Oh, God. Six. Dead. Six? <laughs> yeah. It's delicious meat pie, man. Um, I need you to oh, <laughs> make a constitution saving throw for me. Okay. Saving throw? Constitution? Five. So Remus, as you see Howard uh, lean over to the uh, half-eaten pie on his bed, goes over there, takes a fork, takes a final scoop of it. It's warm. It's nice. It's got this roasty smoked meat taste to it. It's a little bit of this jelly pudding in it, too. It just pops and... uh, Howard, then just kind of rock and pass out on the bed. Asleep? Pass out asleep. Uh, roll a d4 for me. But I can't. 
I have Aspect of the Moon, which let me pull it up real quick. <clears throat> what does that mean? <laughs> so, with my newest invocation, uh, Aspect of the Moon, you no longer need to sleep and can't be forced to sleep by any means, and you gain the benefits of a long rest while doing light activity. So it's not that it's put you to sleep. Damn it. <laughs> You're incapacitated, I'll say. Okay. So let me roll the d4 for you then. Fair. Okay. Thanks. Do you have to sleep still? Am I the only one that has to sleep still? I have to sleep. Okay. <laughs> um, well, that, that timeline-wise makes sense as thinks he's going to come back to Howard. Um, I, God damn it. <laughs> Howard just, yeah, as far as you know, he just, oh, as you seem just going to be like, the sand is good. Uh, well, there's. Just lay there like wide awake. Like, oh. he, was he looks going. like a child having the best night of sleep and Howard Eyes wide awake, though. You begin. <laughs> Even you more. have wonderful dreams of walking along a beach as this ground is sinking in with each step and bouncing back with it as it's soft and cushion-like. The water is not cold, but comforting and almost like that lukewarm, like you left, well, I guess you're in, you're in Florida, so your pools are probably just generally warm and they're not always just ice cold. So it has that like just bath water pool temperature where nice. it's just very, it's comfortable. Make a perception check as you're enjoying the view. Nine. You're on a, you're just walking on a, all you could tell with your perception is that you're on a beach and the water is off to your left. And as you kind of stare up at the sky, you see tentacles coming out of the uh, clouds and wrapping in the sky. And there's little shapes of the king just kind of floating. The tentacles kind of come around them. These mo- huge, gigantuan, in, like gargantuan in size tentacles just wrapping out of the clouds and for anyone else, this would probably be a nightmare, but for you, it taps into a place of a wonderful dream that you wish you could stay within because isn't this the good life? Mm-hmm. In his dream or whatever he's having, he's just going to arms wide and just enjoy it, embrace it. I'm trying to get you followers. It's coming along. I like this. This is nice. Yeah. Howard yeah. speaks a little bit in front of you. Reem is just, oh, I'm... almost like his body can't move or respond. You said for how long does this happen? I'll let you know when. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you said a time. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, what Longer f- than I expected. What was in that? I'm not eating that pie. Um, <laughs> But it looks like he wanted me to. He wanted to take it out. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, I will take the remaining pie. 
Okay. And I will leave our room. Okay. Um, is it still the same amount of like people in the? It's there are a few, a few patrons that had been actually sitting up at the bar drinking had left. Uh, the blonde individual with the pale white skin, with the dead with the dead hair looking, dead blonde hair has left. Um, the barkeeper is cleaning glasses still, and there's only the one woman at the table now. Which one? She's the one with the purple dressing, uh, Sorvia. As she is. I like your skin color. It matches my dress. My, I, I just, I'm, I point at my pillowcase. <laughs> I am not so blind as the rest of this, this tavern. I, I see that. I, I'm sorry for, I, I, uh, there was an accident during one of our adventures and my face causes people to react poorly. She pulls out, uh, she's kind of just, <laughs> to say, she takes uh, her goblet and takes a uh, sip of it, pulls out a second goblet next to her and put, puts it uh, next to her on the table, pulls a pitcher. Sets it on the table. Please, uh, share a drink. Uh, see her reach to her pocket. She pulls out a dagger. <laughs> stabs it right into the table. Spins it around, just playing with it. You notice the dagger looks devilishly detailed with gold filigree. Kind of almost embedded in the uh, handle and the blade has this uh, stained red coating smear on it. That's not even fair. <laughs> um, I will... Are, are you the one who wanted the rest of this pie? I, I didn't speak to anyone earlier. Oh no, those pa- those pies are, uh, are too fa- are far too addicting. Uh, I don't want to be hooked on them. Uh, my sister likes to gamble with them, but uh, I will not. Oh, okay. Did, did you, are, are you all sisters then? Or? Well, that's three we are, but not... Well, yeah, that, yeah. Yes. Oh, well, I, I suppose I will put it to the side and if she returns, she returns for the pie. Um, uh, Remus will slowly sit down keeping his pillowcase on. Uh, <laughs> and then I guess I I like that's that's a very finely crafted dagger, I, I assume. Yes, it is. It's a uh... Actually, do you mind uh, presenting your hand? I just need a uh, prick of blood, if you don't mind. Oh, I, I, I mind very much. <laughs> so be it. You see her kind of poke her, uh, poke her pointer finger in her left hand. They say it's bad luck if you don't draw blood after unsheathing it. 
She kind of begins to just spin it around on the table, letting it spin almost like a top now. You see the blood kind of soaking into the blade. Almost a, a weird kind of drawing essence. She stops it on a dime, flips it around her hand. She's a very skilled bladesman. Puts it down to her side, not sheathing it. Please, uh, Sorvia is my name. What is yours? I, uh, they, they call me Remus. I think that's my name still. Why do you think that's still your name? Would it not be? Uh, there's a, there's a, it's the name I chose, I guess, eventually. I don't I don't really know my uh if if there is a true name. True names are dangerous. Especially in cursed lands. If you have one, don't let your enemies know that. It's true. I don't uh, uh, uh God, where do I start? Usually that, it's um, at the beginning. Yes, yes. Uh, that is a very impressed. First off, with your 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 skills with a dagger, I am. Um, I have a small collection. Nothing as fine as that, though. And I'm very intrigued to be quite honest with what properties that one possesses. But that's that's your business, not mine. Um, I I have some questions for you but I, it's up to you if you want to answer or not. I guess I will start by reaffirming we're in Barovia? Why, uh, yes, this is Barovia. Yeah. Cursed dead land that seems to keep living for some reason. Uh, specifically we're the village of Barovia. Um, is, there's not much going on here. As long as we pay our taxes to our lord that watches over us from his castle. We have a fairly simple life here. It's uh, boring. We have visitors that, are, that appear from vast far lands. But... Yes, we are in Barovia. Yes, uh, you're. I, I mean, it's it's only fair, especially at night here, that the town guard seemed concerned to let visitors in. Well, there are many creatures and beasts that live among the woods and forests of this lands. Uh, you don't want to accidentally let in a pack of werewolves into a village at night, uh, especially this close to a full moon. Wow, the moon does so many things. Full moon, blood moon. It's all... It's, it's, I, I personally, I think I'm starting to hate the moon. But don't uh, tell my friends. <laughs> She is but one of the goddess. She is but one of the uh, two gods here in our land. Our mother night, as we call her. 
Um, she's the only one that seems to listen at times to the patrons of this domain. What is your, I guess, the one who's got deaf ears? Uh, the, mo- the morning lord. The thunder. The uh, god of the sun himself. Uh, unfortunately, has not shed his light properly on this land for quite some time, allowing creatures of the night to take hold and spread. Luckily for me and my people, they don't pay much attention to us. So the Stani have a relationship of coming and going. What what do you do exactly besides I mean you you are co-owner of this lovely establishment, but do you do you venture through the town? Do you I see you're skilled with a dagger, I just I'm unsure what else you enjoy. The town bores me. I drink here to sustain a living and presence of sort, but when the need calls, I know the subtle way of dealing with a problem. Do problems happen often here? Not that anyone know of. Because they are dealt with subtly. Right you are. But questions from you. Uh, I would like to ask a few questions of me. Remus, what lands are you from? You're obviously new to here and you weren't planning of com- to come here. Sorvia, I have to, to be frank with you. That is a very, very interesting and loaded question for me. Uh, where I am from has been very relative the last year or so as I have uh, much like uh, arriving here I have uh, stumbled and no no, mostly stumbled mostly stumbled into uh, other planes and lands and I I guess I'm struggling to remember at this point where my uh, where I am originally from. But I mean, I've sometimes you just take a wrong turn in the woods and you end up in the Feywild. Other times you find follow this giant peacock man and you take your cart and steal the wrong wheels. But that makes more sense now. Uh you just you gotta know which caravan to roll with. Uh, well, uh, my recommendation is to roll with the Vistani uh, when you wish to travel with the caravan in style. We always have great uh, medicinal, herbal needs that we can mend to be smoked with our fragrances and incense as well as many uh, deliciously spiced wines and we know how to travel in style 
I do. I, they are the ones with the, the lovely crafted carts with the, the runic wheels. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Um, yes, we eat. You've seen us before. Perhaps in uh, your travels. Least, yes, yes. Recently we were... Well, that, that, that's... Uh, the Blood Moon, that's that's where that whole thing turned around, and then we ran into them, which wasn't bad. We, you ever meet someone who's many going people. along with, just going along with someone, and you think they're part of the the caravan, but they're not part of the caravan, and there's just a giant ordeal, and then two giants show up. No, no, I've dealt with uh, one large giant once before, but. No one knows what's happened to him. Uh, can I know? I killed him with this dagger. I assume, but I just, I wanted to confirm. Um, good. Yes, we, it was the strangest thing. There were giants and goblins. I don't, it's very opposite teaming going on. But here it seems a little more. It, uh, it it's dead here. I know you. Or, can say you're it. right. It's it's boring. It's, it's a little boring. It's it's a shithole, but it does. It it deals. But, uh, so how did you get here? Specifically, oh, we walked. Uh, you walked. Did oh, you... we had, there there was a cart with uh, we we had gotten some wheels from the Vistani, and I guess Make we should have deception been... check, please. With we, that we did... one. We did get them from the Dasani or the Dasani. Make make a persuasion check then, because you're no, not I'm doing, lying. I'm, I'm doing deception still, I guess. You're I running that line. It, they're the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I got a seventeen. Okay. There's a moment here that we mentioned the getting the wheels from the Vistani, and she kind of looks at you a little awkward, but shakes it off. We well, I'm still upset about that. I really did like that cart. It flew for a little bit. And... What cart did a flew? Did fly? Uh, do you need a surface for mechanics? I, mean, I, I, I know could the, not tell you. The lord of this land is a uh, is a practitioner of magics of sorts. He may be able to help. Is, is that the, the guy you pay taxes man. to? Oh yes. Is don't talk ill of him out loud, but he's not the friendliest, but brilliantly mad. He may be able to help. It's not easy being in charge. I've you have to be tough. It's how uh, it's how my father was when we were a family. Very stern, understandably stern, but. It is what it is. Um, what What is this lord's name? Uh, Count Strahd. Von ah. Sarovich. Yeah. Usually you will see him once, uh, once a month when he comes around to pay and collect taxes. Uh, unless there is a formal gathering of sorts that permits uh, an audience of him. But Like a party? Perhaps. Or a gala? A gala. I assume, I assume Gala. He's got a title. He, it should be elegant. Only the burgomasters uh, really have the appropriate 
housing for a gala, but unfortunately this town has suffered a loss and we are without one. Perhaps in Falakai, you could uh, get the burgomaster to raise a awareness for him and have a gathering. So there's, you've recently lost one of the burgomasters, but there's a new burgomaster. No, or there were multiple burgomasters and we've just lost one. Well, the one that has been ruling this town for the past 30 years has died. Oh, uh, his son took over. Oh, it's to- horrible, horrible. His house was raked by uh, wolves that were breaking into the city from the outer gates uh, and terrorizing and barking nonstop. It's why we really don't encourage anyone to leave the buildings at night. You don't know what creatures run amongst the streets. The gods bless their souls with the few holy trinkets they have. They're they're easy targets. But uh, after nights and nights of terrorizing the house, I've just received word that uh, the burgomaster has passed away. And his son has taken over. The junior burgomaster. Yes, the junior burgomaster, Ismark the Lesser. But now he's the regular burgomaster. They they might call him Big Burgomaster. If we all be honest, we'll still call him the burgomaster, the Lesser, probably. He Uh, was over there drinking the entire night, mourning the loss of his father. Oh, the man I sat next to. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, the one passed out. No, is he still there? No, not him. As you look over, (laughs) no, not him. He was the one uh, sitting. And she points in the direction the of the uh, paled face, dead haired uh, individual. Ah, gotcha. Interesting. Uh, no, that's just uh, the standard patron tried sneaking in his own drinks to uh, avoid having to pay. So we uh, gave him a pie to set him oh, up for the night. I was going to ask if you were subtle about it. And I wink. Oh, no. I wink with the one eye that can be seen through the pillowcase. Make a charisma check. Oh, what is my mod? I think it's good. It's got to be good. That's 20. She goes, Remus, I like you. Uh, You're funny. There's a a charm that I'd hate to have to take away from you. If uh, you wish for something a little bit more stronger, I realize... You weren't uh, too much of a fan of the drinks that we offered here. You kind of pucked them as you will. I see. I know how to eye a fellow roguish thief when I see one. And you are getting kind of chummy next to him. So I won't tell my sisters if you won't tell them about me and my uh, outings of being subtle. Well, I mean, I... I haven't met them yet, so I don't, I don't really feel the need to have a, a long conversation. But maybe, maybe someday, but not, not about those things. That's our business. A, uh, a cant of monks thieves, if you will. Yes. So, uh, but uh, I must retire for the evening. Uh, I'm going to leave here and go to sleep. Make sure the building doesn't burn down. Uh, 
Arek will close up when he's tired of cleaning glasses. Please have the wine, if you will, as she leaves the pitcher there and leaves. All right. Uh, good, good evening, Sorvia. I will sit there probably like five minutes after she's like left from sight and left the building. And then I'm going to see, I don't know if I can actually do this or not, but I want to see if there's any sort of thieves can't around the picture. Like she left any sort of message and the, at the table or on the table. All there is scrawl done thieves can't where you see that she was kind of digging and dagging and kind of like carving at it just says good luck. Sick. I will return to the room with Howard. And he's still sleeping, I assume. You're going to see Howard with his arms like. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I have one, one more thing to do. <laughs> Howard <laughs> broke my bed, right? Howard broke your bed. There's a, there, as you go to sit in, there's a as the weight kind of crumbles a little bit in. Not a lot. Howard's not heavy, heavy. But there was no. a beginning of the crack. Oh, wait. No, he's more than 50 pounds, though. Damn it. Right. Yeah. No, it's up to 500 pounds. Sweet. I'm using Tensor's floating disc to move Howard to the broken bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will, t- I will take the regular bed and go to bed. Bed. <laughs> Make a Jesus. Um. Make a Arcana check. Ten. I'll allow because it it's funny, uh, Howard. So say Howard sees the disc as like some kind of symbol from the king, and he's gonna gladly go onto it. He can rolls onto it, and you embrace this dreamlike state that you are in, and you float over, and the disc lets you go on the bed. Let me roll a You are still fast, unconscious in your incapacitated state. We'll say about about two hours in for the evening of you ever of everyone else's long rests. Is, is uh, Finks and Azoth both are long resting essentially? Oh. You're doing your four hour meditation, yeah, but you're long rest. Yeah. Finks has passed out. Remus, what's up? Oh, I this was uh, a question I had because I still have. I don't know if they ever got any magic back but I would like to put on my, my gloves of conjuring just to cover my purple hands. Yeah. And that's it. I'm going to sleep with gloves on. Okay. You go down to lay bed. I want everyone to roll a D20 for me. Twelve. Six. Nope. Twenty. Did I win? Mm. Yeah, you won. Four. <laughs> so, thanks. Well, everyone does have a, I could say, comfortable sleep. 
you're about entering your this deep slumber as you are running through the forest, woods, trees rushing by your face, pine trees. You're following a trail of where you see a spot of moonlight shining down in, in front of you. And as you keep, begin racing towards you, you keep running, you're running, you cannot enter it. As you turn around, you see this female figure with claws running after you. <sighs> you're running, scrambling. Make a dexterity saving throw. Disadvantage still, obviously. Six. You fall, trip, roll up. She's closer to you now. You can feel the hot breath on your neck. The two puncture wounds, they're pulsing, throbbing with pain. You begin running further, further. The moonlight is farther out of your sight. I need you to make uh, another dexterity saving throw. As you begin running, you see a knotted up tree branch root spawn. Uh, uh, jump out of the ground to kind of wrap around your feet. With disadvantage, that is a frick. Fall down, spin. Ugh. You look up and you see the figure is now over, standing over your chest. <sighs> Hello, Finks. What are you doing? Um, I'm not Finks. I'm one of those pretty ladies from the bar. And I try to run away. Make a deception check. As you look up past her, you see the sky turning from this pallescent moonlight white to a dark crimson red color. 17. That pulses a bright lighter red. Still, still red, but instead of this dark, thick crimson, it's more of this this nice flash of this pulse of Bright red, pink, almost rockets through the sky. She kind of startles back. You get up and you scamper and begin running now. And you, the spotlight of moonlight that you had seen is no longer a uh, ray of moonlight, but it is now raining. And the part of your vision that calls to you is this dark. So it's raining all around you and it's this dark, heavy soppy uh looking at it probably this dark thick red blood but the moonlight that you were looking at isn't being shown anymore as a ray of light but instead it has a uh, pink rain if you will of blood that is almost like a shower head is showering down in a circle beyond your reach what are you doing Um, can I attempt to like teleport or blink? Yeah. To get to the circle. But you use a spell or what are you doing? I, I don't know. Can I, can I use what, spells? I don't know where I am. I don't know. What do you wish to do? Uh, I use the, the blink spell to try and jump ahead. Blink spell. Okay. Roll your D is a D 20. Yeah. We haven't pulled, we haven't pulled blink in a minute. Uh, didn't work. Didn't work. So I'm just going to keep running. Keep running. Next dexterity saving throw. Straight. Am I aware of anything that's going on in the room at the moment? Do I know? Perception check with disadvantage. 
Five on the save, by the way. There's a moment of tripping and stuttering and stumbling over your feet as you're starting to kind of catch your breath and it's getting hard for you to breathe. You're trying to calm yourself down as you're scrambling ahead. Still be on your reach. Roll a d20 to see if you can blink on your second turn. I got a 13. You see things kind of scrambling in his sleep. Kind of almost like a kid running and shouting. Um, I'm going to try and wake him up. So real quick, Finks, roll, finish your roll. What, what, no, what good. Did you, no good. Nine. So as you kind of stumble more, the bloody rain is out of your reach that was calling to you. You fall down, turn around. You feel the hot breath on your face. Finks. And it's Azoth as you open your eyes, kind of over you, waking you up. Um, am I alarmed? Am I fighting? It's almost Azoth? like you're woken up in a night out of like a nightmare. And okay. Azoth, you see him kind of like stopping abruptly as he was kind of running in his sleep. I told you I'd stay awake for you. There's something going on, bud. I don't know what's wrong. I saw that that woman that attacked me. She chased me down, and I couldn't get away from her. I probably should have killed her, but I don't know what this place is like. I didn't want to get us in trouble already. We'll get her. I hope so. Here. Why don't you try settling this... back down? I'll uh, keep watch still because I'm okay. pretty exhausted. Hey, I'll allow you to... oh. Can I sleep in your bed? Go ahead. I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll actually, I'll actually, I'll actually like sit like crisscross applesauce and let figs curl up, and I'll, uh, I'll just basically watch over him for the night. I'll tend. All right, to cool. Him. All about it. He's my buddy. Good. Uh, with that, uh, your room suffers uh, no further occurrences. Thanks. You will uh, be allowed to go back to take a following long rest to finish this okay. up. Slightly into the middle of the night, Danny, you come to two as you hear a Howard, Howard, come and find me. Is that you? No. Hmm. You woke up. It's quiet. Middle of the night. And look over Remus sleeping. Remus is sleeping. Sound maybe coming from him. His direction. That's weird. Come here. Yeah, look at this pie. This is a really good pie. I need to get more. Okay. Um, Don't you want to do great things? who's asking who's asking you found me I thought we were going to be friends going to look back at the pie again not that oh okay 
where, where did I find you? I was really? in the dark place. What? Forgotten. Someone tried to seal me up. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm going to walk over to Remus. Sound asleep. I'm going to okay. do like the little finger underneath the nose, make sure he's still breathing. And I'm going to kind of go through his uh, pockets, I guess, and try to find the blue vial. Make a dexterity. Make a sleight of hand check. Okay. And Remus, make a perception check. Eight. It's a 15 sleight of hand. Remus is dead asleep, enjoying a nice long rest. And as you pick up one of his pouches, you see the blue vial that's swirling around. We could do great things. I'm going to hold it up to my ear. Jiggle it. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Um, what kind of great things? Jesus, what was in this pie that I'm talking to a vial? This is good shit. Okay. Um, what are we doing? Well, I'm not going to spoil the surprise. Okay. I kind of like surprises sometimes. Um, how about we figure that out later? It's kind of dark right now. And like while I don't need sleep, I don't want to wake up my other buddies right now. So can we pencil this until the morning? Make a charisma check. Straight charisma. Uh, 14. There we go. Ooh, highlighter. I always say, the more minds, the better. You know, I actually agree with you. But you're the wrong color. You need to be more yellow for that. You see it kind of shift and swirl into a bit of a yellow. Slightly. Slightly. Fades back to a smoky gray. Okay. Okay. You don't want to die, do you? No. I'll make sure that you don't. And how are you going to do that? Uncork it. And we'll find out together. Hmm. It's tempting. It's tempting. Hmm. Make. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do that in the morning. I don't want to wake up my buddies right now. I said no. Yeah. yeah. I kind of do it on my own time. I'll just put you yeah. in my pocket for now. Yeah, wisdom saving throw. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, uh, wisdom save. Hold on. What is that? Nice. 19. Okay. You feel a presence kind of push into your head. Very similar to how you've talked to individuals psychically. And it kind of pushes in to like, 
create a self-awareness. And it's not just you in your own thoughts. And it gets, you feel it leave your conscious. Well, that's not very nice. And if with that, to talk, you could just ask. It's responsive. Maybe you're not all knowing. Maybe someone else will know more. Possibly. We'll find out in the morning. In my pocket. Okay. All right. And with that, you go down to finish, take a long rest. Everyone else sleeping peacefully. We'll wrap up there. We'll pick up there next week. Everyone, uh, welcome to uh, welcome to like your stay at the uh, Blood of the Vine Tavern. I've been your Dungeon Master, Anthony Mullen. Thank you so much, everyone, for catching this uh, as we have um, put it up on our Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. If you are watching this, please make sure to hit like and subscribe. If you haven't already, head on over to the Twitch and make sure you do subscribe and follow and are notified when we go live for all of you. Um, Thank you so much, everyone, for putting up with our technical difficulties. I'm working on not rolling a one on those intelligence mechanical checks. I'm not an artificer, people. I'm only a dungeon master. I I can only do so much. (laughs) Uh But no, I really enjoy how my players are running with Barovia. You guys are uh, trying to set the the tone and set the flavor. I throw a little bit of gothic horror your way. Throw a little bit more uh, extra funsy doozies. Uh, at you and uh, attempted a bit of a little bit of each view i think my own uh, rightful way uh, thank you so much for everyone tuning in check us out make sure you do head on over to our instagram at podcasters underscore tabletop gaming as well as on our facebook podcasters tabletop gaming also please make sure to check out the link tree below uh, make sure you follow subscribe and like us on all social media so you know that when we go live and make sure you catch the show as well as be tuned as more content will be dropping. You saw that a lot of people really did like tuning in for just the general discussion that we had last week also with Finks and Azoth. And I am looking forward to putting out some character builds that me and Danny have uh, created with Roll for Wisdom, as well as looking forward to some discussions that I'm going to have with the group as a full as we talk D&D topics for fun, uh, because you guys all really like that. And I want to make sure we give that to you more. So thank you so much. I'm your Dungeon Master, Anthony. Please make sure to check out our sponsor, DCT Industries, and their game, Kaimon. Uh, I'm going to pass it on to my players, but not before telling you all about our network at BICBP-radio.com. Please make sure to check us out, show support for our other great podcasters and content creators. Thank you, Ricky. I really appreciate it all. Uh, Please make sure to check out some of my great friends that uh, do hard work on their own shows, such as Chris over at History Creeps with Silent Your Phones, as well as Out of the Shadows, a horror movie podcast that he reviews uh, 80s horror films with my good friend Jim Clark. Uh, Chris and I also do our infamous show, Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop, because, hey, we just can't stop. Basically anything and everything of zany ludicrousness. And I highly recommend that one. That is a, you want to see me at my natural and at uh, me at my core, Chris and Anthony is where it's at. Uh, You never know what you're going to get with that. It's kind of like a box of chocolate kind of, I guess, in a way. I highly recommend go check it out as well as please make sure to check out our great friends over at the podcast precinct. Matt Johnson is doing some incredibly hard work building his core of podcasters as well as hosting some events for game nights as well as I know they're doing currently tonight. Viewing for the uh, Floyd Mayweather and um, 
Logan, Logan Paul fight. Logan Paul, yeah. Yes, uh, they're doing a uh, they're doing a night of uh, screening for that. So please make sure to check out the podcast precinct and Matt Johnson. Uh, no, honestly, you want to go check out a great football podcast. I'm not a sports individual. I don't watch sports. It's just not an interest of mine. But I'll tell you one sports podcast that I do love: the Two Point Conversation. Matt and his team are hardworking, they're creative, and they're fun. And it is a great football show for the everyman uh, viewer as well as the avid listener because they go pretty in depth with Deuce within uh, stats and teams and discussion topics as well. So please make sure to check out our great shows on the network. And I'm going to pass it over to our players. So, Danny, you're up. Uh, Danny Chavez, you can follow uh, Howard at, on Twitter at PodcastersH uh, for some random tweets. Uh, if you like my doodles for whatever reason, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Ratfink Arts. That's R A T P H I N C Arts. Um, other than that, yeah, like uh, what Anthony said, go follow the other shows. Go watch our show on Twitch. Well, we're not rolling a natural one. Um, and go uh, tell many other people to watch it and follow and subscribe. Uh, the more likes we can get, the better for us. So, thank exactly. Um, Azoth. And you're really good at trying to convert people to things. Just say it. You're just your talents, man. Uh, you can follow uh, Azoth and his uh, response to the the what's going on uh, at Twitter at Podcasters Azoth. Uh, you can follow me on any of my nonsensical things I'm doing on the internet at the Mark Seven One Six. And yeah, that's about it. Check out Mark at Mark. The 716, the mark 716, the mark, the mark. Yeah. Check them out as well as uh, your guys' Twitters. I, I'll say, Dungeon Master, I love watching your Twitter notifications pop up throughout the week. They're great. Uh, you really want to add that extra layer to the show? Check out their Twitter feeds, it's going to be great. Uh, Remus, just kidding, thanks. Oh, look at that. Beach <laughs> in the initiative order, I guess. <laughs> Uh, if you guys want to follow Finks on Twitter, you can follow him at Podcasters Finks. Um, we got some fun stuff on the Twitter world today. Um, and then if you want to follow me personally, I am painting miniatures at Phoenix Forge on Instagram. Um, I just got started um, messing around with the first set of Kaimon. So I'll be painting those kind of for like the, the demo models. So, um, you know. Hopefully I'll have a couple of those up soon. Keep an eye out for those. Um, other than that, you know, the typical Warhammer and, oh, and actually forgot to mention, Anthony was able to drop off some terrain, which I don't have anywhere near me right now. I showed off um, that I will be uh, kind of base coding and, and hopefully getting some, some quick layers down so we can use them on our, our battle boards. So I'll keep an eye out nice. for that in the next uh, little bit. Yes, they are very fun. I'm very excited. Uh, train was is from the Archon Studios. I don't believe I have that name correct. Um, this that was a Kickstarter. Right. Archon Studios. Uh, they're yeah. same, uh, peop- um, the same uh, core uh, guys that do the Kickstarters for Dragons and, Laz- uh, Dragons and Lasers. Uh, Kickstarters for the train. And this was their 28-millimeter, uh, th- uh, tw- uh, 32-millimeter uh, wargaming train. Phenomenal Kickstarter that I backed. I loved it. I have a cathedral set as well as a Cobalt Foundry set. I'm very interested to see what uh, Tony is going to do with that. I'm really excited to see that. All right. Go on, Remus. I'm Remus. Uh, I'm Ricky Coates. I play Remus. You can follow Remus at Podcast for Remus on Twitter. Uh, he was got around to tweeting a few things during the session today, which was 
exciting. <laughs> you can follow me at Rick underscore Coates on any sort of social media thing. Uh, yeah, I I'm very interested to see how things play out in Barovia. I I hope everyone's enjoying it, um, and I will continue to try and creative problem solve simple silly things. I love to see what happens because as you, your facial reactions are the greatest, we are just like, crap, I want to do this, but I'm not going to crap. How do I react? Oh, and I like, even at that, awesome. the end scene with Howard, I was completely off of what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that Howard didn't roll over or that uh, you didn't take the debate. Who knows? Not yet, at least. Or maybe we all took the bait already. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I, I do love that the that you tried to pull the fast one and swindle it over on me that you couldn't be put to sleep. And it's like, just kidding. Incapacitated, different than sleep. Yep. In fact, but I do realize that you are all slowly working on your way to not being able to have to sleep, I see, which is really going to be interesting for campaigning. I mean, I'm, I'm still going to sleep. Yeah, I don't think I can do that either. <laughs> just Rojo Toro. Rojo Toro. Rojo Just constantly hasted, hopefully. Yeah. That's, that's not blood rain. That's Rojo Toro pouring down on you. <laughs> My God. It's true blood God. Uh, anyway, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and watching us. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, we'll catch you next week as we uh, hopefully are not rolling any more natural ones or fricks on those technical difficulties. Uh, thanks so much. Until then, guys, keep. Oh, sh- sh- wait. Oh. I'm rolling, rolling. <laughs> All right.